Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. This is your host, Les Regalado, and I am super excited that you decided to press play yet again today and that you are going to listen to a very great conversation that I had with our guest today. Her name is Ruby Greenberg. She is a massage therapist. She is a Reiki healer. Um, she will share a little bit more about that um, during our conversation. She is an entrepreneur. She is an owner of a spa and there is a lot more to her. She is a beautiful person inside and out from the short amount of time that I've gotten to know her. It has been such a blessing because she has just amazing energy, super positive. She is a mom of two children. She is actually a widow. Um, she lost her husband a little while ago. She's only 30. 32 years old. So what I'm excited for you to hear is her positivity, her inspiring story of how she has felt the fear and she's done it anyway, and just how she has grown as a person because of her willingness to, you know, learn and grow and feed her mind and understand, you know, her surroundings and the people around her and the things she does, the decisions she makes, how that all affects the results that she gets in every situation so listen um and just you know enjoy this episode and if you enjoy it so much that you believe that someone else can benefit from it share it share it with your friends with your family on social you know make sure that you send it to someone via text if you truly believe that it's going to bless their lives because honestly you know the purpose of this show the purpose of perfectly imperfect podcast is to spread joy to spread positivity to inspire people to want to live their best life, to want to take action on those goals and dreams that in their gut they feel like, you know, they're meant to do something and to not stay still, you know, to not stay stuck in that place of fear and insecurity and believing that they can't. You know, I want you to make mistakes. I want you I want you to, to go out there and try as many things as possible. You will never know what exactly your life is meant to be. You will never know what is going to bring you the biggest joy, the biggest blessings. You know, I don't know, like there's there's something um, about just trying different things until you find that one thing that even if no one paid you for doing that one thing, that you would do it anyway. So go out there, live your best life um, and embrace being perfectly imperfect because, hey, we all are. So embracing it is just such a gift. Love you guys. And thank you again for listening to episode 12 of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Welcome, welcome Ruby to uh, the podcast. I am super excited to be having this conversation with you and just having you share your story, uh, which I believe from what I've been told is a very powerful one. So Ruby, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I'm, I get really excited to share um, some of my life story. I think we all have a unique life story that everyone can learn from. Um, and it's, it's good to be open to sharing it and um, not feeling ashamed of sharing our experiences in life and just being proud of being able to live and experience. Um, I, I believe that every challenge that we face 
has a great opportunity to help us grow ourselves and develop who we are as a person. And so very quickly, my background, I am a Latina. I am 32 years young and um, I own my own business. It's a massage and wellness studio in the West Loop. Um, I started my business when I was 20, I want to say 22 or 23 years old. And I just knew since, since I was really small that I wanted to be my own boss. Um, I am a massage therapist of over 12 years now, and I also practice Reiki energy healing. I'm a Reiki energy healer. And I just absolutely love helping people feel better. Um, I think that whenever, you know, we are in pain and have any aches or even just emotional pain, whenever we're feeling stressed out and, or depressed, um, our body definitely stores our emotions and they will manifest in our body as aches and pains. And so um, I believe that my life mission is to educate people on the mind-body connection and really get into your feelings, get to know yourself deeply. And we, I believe, have such an incredible intuitive and healing power within us that we can tap into it and it can teach us a lot about ourselves and have any aches or pains in our body. I believe it's, it's our body's um, way of letting us know that there is an imbalance. Um, and I believe that everything starts from like our mind. So having a good balanced emotional, being in a good emotional state will definitely reflect positively in our body. And on the contrary, if we are dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety in our minds, then it will manifest in our bodies. So I am here to help people educate, to help educate people on their mind-body connection. And I, I really enjoy it. And I've been researching and learning um, for the past 12 years. Now, Ruby, tell me a little bit of, a little bit more about like, was this always, I know you said your goal since, since you were young was to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. My question is the, like finding what you want to do, like what you felt your mission was. How did that happen? Because I think a lot of people struggle in finding, okay, you know, figuring out what is it that I'm meant to do? You know, some people, they never wonder and they kind of just show up, you know, punch in, punch out, and they're perfectly fine. And then there's others that just in their heart, they're, they know that they're meant for something more. And maybe they don't know what that something more is yet. For you, you, you mentioned uh, a bit ago that, you know, you feel like this is kind of like what you're meant to do, you know, help others. Um, find that connection and figure it out and, you know, be educated. So how did that happen? Because I know you said you were a massage therapist. How did you transition from, you know, being a massage therapist to, you know, I guess, figuring out that this is what you want to do and, you know, being a Reiki healer? Um, how did all that happen? Let's kind of backtrack a little if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a great question because 
I think this is where a lot of us get stuck, you know, when we're trying to figure out what the next step of our life in our life is, or whenever we're, we're feeling like there's something more that it's inside of us that there's more inside of us that we can share. And then, you know, we feel like we need to change something or do something. Um, for me, I want to say it was very organic. Um, it's, I didn't wake up one day and said, this is what I want to do. Um, it was more of a evo natural evolution that happened. Mm -hmm. So ever since I was a little girl, um, whenever anyone in my family was sick, um, my natural intuition was just to put my hands on them and maybe like rub their head, rub their arm, rub their feet, wherever they were feeling any discomfort. So that was just natural to me. So, you know, and, and I didn't think to myself as a little girl, oh, you know, I want to be a massage therapist. So <laughs> I did know I wanted to be, become a doctor. Um, but in reality, the reason why I said that was because I had heard my mom talking about um, her friend's daughter becoming a doctor. And I just, you know, listened to what my mom was saying and how like, oh my goodness, like, that's amazing. That's great. And I think as children, we just were like little sponges and we absorb everything that our parents say. We're easily influenced as well. And so I was just like, wow, that's that must be a good thing to do to become a doctor. So I said I was going to become a doctor. And I after high school, I um, went to UIC. Uh, nobody knows this because I don't talk about it too much. But I, I, I went there for a semester and I actually have always been a really good student. And I had gotten a scholarship to go to UIC. I went there for a semester and I just knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And I just felt strange. I felt out of place. Um, I didn't want to get up in the morning. I mean, who wants to get up in the morning, right? To go to school. No one. So, but I, I just knew that that wasn't it. And at that time, my best friend from high school, Juliet, had joined a business team. Um, it's, you know, one of those... It was um, called Quick Star. Um, many of us maybe have, you know, joined uh, what um, multi-level marketing business ideas and opportunities. And so mm -hmm. that that there was my introduction to being a business owner, to being an entrepreneur. And um, you know, I I was judged a lot with my friends and my family. They're like, "Well, what are you doing? You're wasting your time." And you know that that's just like a pyramid scheme. But in reality, it taught me so much. It taught me that, you know, we need to feed our mind to become, um, just to learn. And you don't necessarily have to go to four, five, six year, uh, years in school to learn. Um, even when you get out of school, if you did go to school, you can still pick up a book and you can still teach yourself anything. Like really, you can teach yourself anything. So I started to develop my entrepreneur mindsets and read a lot of books. And, um, you know, people tell me now, wow, Ruby, you're so positive. Like, how do you become so positive? And, and, you know, I can never, I never see you upset or I can't picture you even being upset. Like, how do you, how are you like so positive? I'm like, you know, I brainwashed myself, you know, and many times, you know, when we grow up, we may be, you know, around a bad environment or a negative environment. And so we pick up a lot of negativity and that becomes our natural state, just being pessimistic. 
waiting for something mm-hmm. horrible to happen. And like, so what I did is I literally rewired my brain and I joke and I say, I brainwashed myself, but you know, really that's what I did <laughs> to, to, right. to think differently. And so I, I have always been a very spiritual person ever since I was a little girl. Um, I would talk about angels and I would talk about Jesus and my family um, raised us Catholic, but really it wasn't like we, they weren't really, we didn't go to church, you know? So I didn't really, I can't really say like, well, I learned all this in church. No, it, it was just something more innate. It was something that I just sensed and felt in my heart. Um, so I believe, and I consider myself to be a very spiritual person. And so my spiritual beliefs have helped pull me through, you know, all, all the things that I have gone through in my life. And um, when I was a little girl, like I was, you know, just going back to your question <laughs> before I get sidetracked, I, um, that was just like my next mission is just to help heal and make somebody feel better. And so, you know, when we're living life, we think to ourselves in our head, like, oh, okay, what am I supposed to do? And it, it's a big question, you know, it's like, we have to decide what we want to major in um, at a very young age, before we know who we are, before we really um, go through many challenges in life. And like I mentioned earlier, I believe that our challenges in life really help us mold our character and, and um, we get to prove to ourselves who we are. And, and so, you know, I think it's a big task, you know, to ask a 17 year old, what do you want to dedicate yourself for the rest of your life? And it's okay if you don't know. And it's okay if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you know, 50 years old and you still haven't figured out what you're supposed to do. I don't think it's ever too late to decide. As long as you're still living, mm-hmm. as long as your heart's still beating, I think that you're, you have an opportunity. You, you've never, you haven't missed your boat. You haven't missed your train. Like you can decide any moment that you want to change your life. And I think that, you know, many of us who have struggled with anxiety or depression, I honestly believe that it's just our body's way of telling us that we are not doing everything. We're not fulfilling our potential, you know, that we're stuck in a rut, that we may have picked up other people's ideas and other people's um, um, just their what we what they think that we should be doing and you know that was me as a little girl like I thought that that's what I should do because I wanted to gain you know my parents approval my mom's approval but then when I dropped out of school and then my parents were like Ruby what is wrong with you you have to go back to school you need to find something you need to go back to school so then I'm like okay um growing up I played a lot of sports I consider myself to be very athletic um and so I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm not going to go to UIC to become a doctor, then let me figure something out. My parents just want me to, you know, do something. So I just kind of Googled sports massage or sports therapy and massage therapy came up. Um, I contacted Soma. I submitted, you know, or like I wanted to get more information. So I submitted the form online uh, within a day, probably or sooner. They contacted me. And then they they told me to come in, take a look at the school. I did. 
everything seemed like, okay, sure. Yeah, this sounds great. You know, everything sounded good. I'm like, okay, let me do it. Signed up, learned, started working at places. Um, and I, I was just very naturally gifted, I believe, at massage. And I would hear, you know, my clients tell me like, wow, you know, you have a really nice touch or, you know, this is the best massage I've ever had. And I was just like, wow, this is cool. You know, it feels good to do something and be appreciated for it. And so I, um, I worked at really nice high-end spas here downtown. And I also worked alongside chiropractors. So I had um, knowledge of clinical massage therapy and also, like I said, working at really nice spas that one day when um, I just had like a really bad day at work and the business owner who owned the, the spa there really wasn't a people person, really was just in it for the money and didn't really care about the therapist or their clients, really they just cared about, you know, making money. And I said to myself, you know, I don't, I don't want to work for other people who don't value me. And um, my dad, I had a conversation with him and he actually had um, like five years before that, he had gotten into a very bad accident at work. He, he worked construction and he fell off a roof and yeah he shattered both of his feet and you know it was such a horrible time for the family because he was the breadwinner right and I and I think I was only like I want to say I was probably like I I wasn't able to work yet let's put it that way I I don't remember exactly you know how old I was um maybe I was like 14 or something and so he you know he fell off the roof shattered his feet and then um, we had to figure out a way to like make ends meet and we had purchased a home. So, you know, we had a mortgage that we, our family needed to pay. And he ended up receiving some money from the insurance company, and, which wasn't a lot at all, like, you know, but it was still enough for him to tell me one day, like five years later, Ruby, you know, I want you to start your own business. And I want you to um, ha- take this money. So he trusted me with, it was $25,000. He trusted me with 20, his, you know, I, I was 20, 20, 21 years old. He trusted me with the money. Yeah. And he's like, Ruby, I want you to start your own business. And one, you know, I, I bring that up because that was like a, it was a tragic it was tragic, you know, for, for, for you to go through an accident, um, shatter your feet, you know, like we use our feet every day. It's horrible for people who are not able to walk anymore or who have pain, you know, in their feet, um, every day because of that. And so the good thing that came out of that, um, tragic tragedy in in our life, in our family is that it gave us the money to, for me to be able to start my business. And so, you know, I believe that there's always like a silver lining in everything, no matter how tragic it it looks, there's always, always a a silver lining. And so he trusted me with the money. I started my own business and, you know, it was, it was scary for me. And 
And I think, you know, whenever we're doing something new, we have fear. Um, but I was, I was, I knew in my heart that that was something that I wanted to do. And I think that's, you know, one of the key things that I, I learned. Many times we think with our heads and we don't listen to our heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that whenever, you know, we want to do something, we should ask our heart, is this something that feels right? Is this something that I truly want to do? And, you know, take a moment to connect with ourselves and, you know, shut our brain off because, you know, we, our brain sometimes can lead us the wrong direction because, you know, we have fears and we have other limiting beliefs that it basically is going to shut, shut down what we really feel inside. And, you know, and it's just a protection mechanism, you know, fear um, is a natural, uh, our natural body reaction just to, to naturally protect us. And so it's going to happen, you know, we're going to feel fear. And it's just a matter of, you know, moving forward with our actions. And still, you know, you can still feel fear, but, you know, just take action and still do it. And, and that's exactly what I did. Um, at that time, also, when I started my business, um, I got engaged to my my boyfriend at the time, and he his name is Derek, and um, he actually passed away three years ago. Um, but I am so grateful, you know, that he was in my life because he always believed in me, and he was there to love me and support me, and. He really was my biggest cheerleader. Whenever I doubted myself, he's like, no, Ruby, you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it. And even when I didn't believe it in myself, and many times we don't believe in ourselves and we may have people around us tell us that we can do it. And that is such a blessing, you know, to have, you know, our family support, to have our friends support, to have our husband support. Um, but then, you know, there's also times when we don't have that support. And the only person we have is ourselves. And I think that we can still accomplish anything um, as long as we, you know, keep feeding our soul, keep feeding our heart and our our brain too. You know, like I said, we can brainwash ourselves to do anything. Um, And I, you know, started my business and really I had nothing to lose. And I say that, you know, in in such a way that it's like, I really had nothing to lose. I mean, I did, I had a lot of, you know, I had a lot to prove and, um, but I just really believed and that I could do it. And never once did I really think like, you know what, you're going to screw up and you're going to fail. Or maybe I did, maybe I did, but it was more of that the feeling, it wasn't so much fear paralyzing me. It was more fear, like driving me and like pushing me and, um, well, and then, you know, you know what, let me just interrupt you for mm-hmm. just a second. I think the fact that your dad believed in you enough to hand over $25,000, you know, even if there was fear there, like you said, there was this thing of maybe not necessarily proving to him that you could do it, but it's almost like I'm going to work my butt off because you are trusting me. And you are putting all of this into my hands. So the belief that he had in you, you know, that must have been so powerful that whatever fears you were feeling, you know, were transferred into this desire to be so appreciative, you know, for the fact that this man who, you know, this could have been 
a nice little cushion, you know, because you never know. I mean, having an extra 5,000 for a lot of people, even a thousand nowadays, you know, so many people don't have any kind of cushion for a rainy day and for your dad to be willing, you know, especially because you were so young, Yes, you know, at 2021, (laughs) I mean, I think back to, you know, when I was that age, you know, I, I see people now and it's like, you know, we don't know half of what we're doing. And for him to trust you and believe in you enough, you know, then for you to have your your fiance, boyfriend, future husband, I, I think that just matters so much. The people around us, you know, who we surround ourselves with. I wish that at a younger age, we understood the power of it. You know, a lot of us are just blessed with people that are encouraging, not because we pick them necessarily, because I think when we're younger, you know, we don't know any better. Um, Like you were blessed with a father who loved and believed in you. You were blessed with this guy who believed in you as well. And, you know, as as I was, you know, when I met my husband and we've been married now for 15 years, dated Mm -hmm. for five, so 20 plus (laughs) years of my life, I've had this man in my life. And it's not like I picked him because he was positive and encouraging and believed in me. You know, I picked mm-hmm. him because, you know, it just, it felt, I, I loved him. And and your boyfriend will put in your life to pour that belief, to empower and encourage us to become the people that we were meant to be, because it's not impossible to become that person without the help, but it sure as heck is way more difficult because there is going to be a ton of times, like you mentioned earlier, where we don't believe in ourselves, where we're getting fears. But, you know, when you have those moments when there's that person or those people to kind of, you know, sneak in and empower and encourage us, it's such a blessing because, you know, otherwise we can sometimes allow the fear to be a little bit more powerful than what we feel in our heart because it's hard you know it's hard to to overcome what we see and what we're feeling with just this belief of you know I think I'm made for something more you know in my gut I know so I just I mean I want to give them a huge shout out obviously to your deceased husband and to your father because I feel like without them that beginning would have been so much more challenging Yes, definitely in 100%. Um, and I, um, I believe really that once we make a decision in our lives and we follow through with action and mm-hmm. we not only prove to ourselves, but we prove to God in the universe and we will be surrounded and, and God is going to send us the right people at the right time. So even if you're listening to the podcast now and you're like, but I don't have that, but I don't have $25,000, but I don't Mm -hmm. have a supportive family or a supportive husband. On the contrary, you know, I don't have anything. I don't have anyone. You know, I, I believe that whatever that you were already enough as, as we are, we are already enough. And once we make the decision to want to change for the better and we take action and we keep taking action no matter what life throws our way, whatever challenges life throws our way. And I think that, like I said earlier, every challenge has a beautiful seed of opportunity and just keep moving forward. Um, Even if you fail, okay? Like you attempt to do something and you fail. Okay, you learn something, you know? You you experienced ways that whatever you wanna do did not work, So it's like, okay, it didn't work. So let me try again. 
And I think the only way for us to really, um, you know, not achieve our goals is if one, we don't set any. So, you know, when we don't even begin, (laughs) then we already squash our dreams. And two, Mm -hmm. if we give up, you know, if you give up. So as long as you keep pushing through, as long as you keep um, taking action, I I 100% believe in my heart that you're going to accomplish it. Um, And you know what, if you decide that's not something you want to do, then, you know, think of another idea. But I, I, I strongly just want to reiterate that just don't give up. Just keep, keep, keep going, keep trying. Mm. Um, I started off, you know, renting out space uh, for before my dad, you know, gave me the money. I was renting out space. So I was already, you know, on my way to becoming an entrepreneur. And finally, you know, he, he gave me the money. I, I was looking at, at space. I was planning out, you know, what I wanted my place to look like, um, what I wanted to, to, what services I wanted to do. So I was brainstorming. So I had a dream that I put down on paper and I, I made a step-by-step um, list of things that I needed to do, you know? And I think many times we have like big dreams in our mind and that we just keep like, they, we keep it in, in our mind, just, just dreams we keep in our mind. And we're like one day or one day, you know? And the reality is that tomorrow isn't promised to anyone, you know? And this is something I've always known, but it didn't, I didn't, it didn't really hit home until I lost my husband and him and I had so many plans. We had so many dreams that we did not realize because we thought we had our whole lives to spend together, you know? And do you think that's a mistake Ruby that a lot of us make? especially when you haven't had a close encounter with death, meaning you haven't lost anyone close to you, or maybe you've never experienced, you know, a close call because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people that I meet, you know, especially younger people, they're just kind of living life, which is great because when you're young, you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed, you're not supposed to worry about I'm going to die tomorrow or the next day. But I feel like if we would live our life as if it were like the last days or we had a short amount of time, we would live with less fear because it's almost like, like you said earlier, you would have really nothing to lose. But I feel like a lot of people just live with the idea that, you know, I'll do it later. I'll do it Mm -hmm. later. Procrastination is a natural way of life for so many people. Um, I know for my sisters and I, we know we lost our dad. I was only eight, eight, nine years old. My youngest sister was three months old. So Mm -hmm. from a very young age, we understood, you know, hey, life is not guaranteed. You know, tomorrow can come, but it might not. So it's kind of like just capture today and do everything you can today. Um, But that was, uh, like you mentioned earlier, there was a silver silver lining in a lot of the negative or the harsh situations that we experienced. And for me, that's kind of what that's the silver lining that I took away after my dad passed as I grew older, that life is not guaranteed. So do it today. You know, don't wait till tomorrow to do something that can be done today. So what do you feel about that? Do you feel like a lot of people live their life thinking that, you know, they have a lifetime ahead of them and there's no urgency? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yep. I I was, I, you know, I have to remind myself of that. And 
that's, you know, one of the things that I, I check myself a lot, you know, whenever I'm feeling ungrateful for something, I'm just like, Ruby, you know, just be grateful for having this and for having that, because the more we're grateful, I believe our heart starts to expand and, you know, we'll start attracting more things to be grateful for. And definitely one of the things when I wake up in the morning, I, if I'm not feeling amazing, (laughs) seriously, like this is something that I, you know, again, brainwash myself to do in the morning, because I believe that every morning it's a new opportunity. It's a new day. I, I thank God. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for another day, for another opportunity for me to live and experience life. And I want to embrace all the good things that I know are coming my way. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't wake up every morning feeling amazing, feeling grateful for X, for X reason, you know, whatever. But I make sure to, to check myself in the morning and do something that's going to change my mindset Mm. because it, you know, if we don't change our mindset and and we're, you know, wake up and I'm, and we're like upset or like feeling, you know, with low energy or like, Oh man, I don't want to go to work today or I don't want to go to school today or I don't want to do this today. And, you know, I will put on some music because music, I love music. Music always changes the vibe, you know, of how I'm feeling. Or I'll listen to a podcast <laughs> or an audiobook or something mm-hmm. that I know is going to pump me and get me centered and balanced for the day. Um, and I think that, you know, if you have any children, um, it's such a, you know, it's so important for, for you to show your kids that you're happy and that um, because energy is contagious, you know, it, it will help set the mood for how your kids are feeling in the morning so it's like you wake up in the morning and you're yelling at your kids you know kids time to get up you know get up go to school or you're yelling at your husband or you're yelling at your employees you know it's it's that's energy that you're giving off and people are going to absorb that energy and and I know how important energy is just you know in in my line of work you know I am like I mentioned earlier I'm a Reiki master so I really try to master my energy and, mm-hmm. and I want to help people do the same thing. And I do that by like raising my own energy and just, you know, um, showing that, um, transferring that energy to every people, anyone I meet, you know, anyone at the grocery store, um, anyone, you know, just walking by me, at, you know, down the street. I like to smile at people. It's just, I just can't help it. I just, you know, somebody looks at me, my natural instinct is just smile at them Um, you know what it's it's so good ruby that you acknowledge the fact that the energy that you put out into the world is energy that comes back to you and the fact that you are willing to change that if it's not the kind of energy that you want to put out there you know because i feel like so many people are so busy being busy some of them with valid reasons some of them just being busy or keeping themselves busy that they're not acknowledging the fact that they're feeling a certain way or putting a certain kind of energy out into the world and you know I've always said that I can't hang around negative people because I my body just like shuts down because I cannot handle it like I'll absorb it and I hate the way I feel Mm -hmm. as a result of it And, you know, my thought is always like, you know, when I've heard, when I've been around people that are negative and constantly going through stuff, 
valid, meaning that it wasn't self-caused. And then some of it, it's like, dude, like if you were just to get out of the situation or if you just didn't, you know, pull yourself away, like it would be much better. But you decide to put yourself in that situation over and over. So it's kind of like, why complain about it if it's a personal choice? But that's just my mindset. But my thought is always, you know, when these people are like that, it's like they're it's it's like this um constant circle or they're always in it. And they don't take that time to acknowledge the fact that, you know what, you can change it. You know, you can, like you said, turn on some music, read a book, because what I've understood from a long time ago, also because I was a part of uh, a multi-level uh, company, is the fact that you can feed your mind and you could, you know, what goes in is what comes out. So if you feed it crap, crap is going to come out. If you feed it good stuff, it's not, it can't help itself, but put good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not only should we feed our bodies healthy, nutritious meals, but our mind. And I feel like it matters even that much more. Um, and I agree with you when it comes, I have three kids and I've noticed a big change. You know, when I change my morning routine, when I change how I start my days, I mean, the impact that it's had on them, they're happier kids. Our mornings are peaceful. They're wonderful. They're, they're exciting as opposed to like you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. Hurry up, come on, let's go, you know, put on your clothes. Like we're running late. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my old self. And you know, I would, I would drop them off and then feel terrible because I knew that that wasn't the way that I wanted it to be in my house. And you tweak something and the difference that it makes. So I love that you, like I said, acknowledge the fact that, and take the time. And I, and I hope that whoever's listening, if they're experiencing the negativity, the, the, you know, not wanting to wake up in the morning because you feel like crap or, whatever it is, just the the negative energy and they don't like it and they're willing to do something about it, you know, to acknowledge the fact they are able to, and it doesn't require this big extravagant action that it can be as simple as turning on, you know, a podcast, an audio book, or listening to some good music that pumps them up. So thank you for sharing that because that's good. Yes, definitely. Um, One of my practices that I encourage, you know, anyone and everyone to, to do, you know, quickly check yourself because when, you know, we start thinking of bad things, then one bad thought is going to lead to another bad thought, mm-hmm. to another bad thought. And really like, I don't listen to the news. I, I don't because it's just depressing. You know, it's very depressing. Yeah. It's good. Like you said, you know, if you have negative friends or even negative, negative family members, um, and you're, and you're starting to, you know, want to make that decision of, of changing your your attitude and, and changing your energy, you know, don't hang out with them. It's okay, you know. It's it, you, as you grow and evolve, you're going to um, change your environment naturally yeah. because you're going to be repelling and you're going to be feeling repelled from the negative negativity around in your life. And then you know you're, you're going to start attracting more positive, like-minded people. Yeah. And soon that's going to be your world. You know, you're going to surround yourself with, with, um, happier people who are going to help you and inspire you to go achieve your goals. And, um, I think that's, you know, very important, you know, and, and fine. I was, I was so blessed to have a mentor in my life early on that helped mentor me in, in business. And I've always had mentors. And I think that's, you know, if you want to, um, if you have a big goal, even have a small goal, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people, you know, seek mentorship, good people 
are going to want to mentor you. So don't be afraid to ask someone like, you know, I, I would like some advice. I would like, you know, you to help me with this if, you know, if you don't mind or people who are good hearted and who have accomplished a lot are going to want to help you. And if, you know, if they say no, don't, you know, don't take it personal. Um, just find someone else, you know, yeah. maybe they, they might be very busy and they don't have, you know, time uh, for you, but, you know, find someone and, and don't be scared to, to ask for the help. You know, if, if any of my friends, whenever any of my friends come to me and ask me for advice, I am thrilled, you know, to, to want to give it. And I don't see it as like a task or a chore or like, oh no, like these are my secrets. Like I don't want to share with anyone, you know, it's like, no, I, mm-hmm. I love it. Like it's, it's, it makes me so happy that um, someone trusts my advice and, and wants it to, to hear what I have to say. Mm, um, that's awesome. And you know what? And I want to thank you because um, you said one of your friends, uh, we don't even know each other, you know, mm-hmm. we, we got connected <laughs> through my youngest sister and I have sent you a message you know, and I kind of forgotten about it because I've been, you know, reaching out to a few different people. And then when you messaged back and you were like, absolutely, I would love to be on the podcast. It just made my heart smile because you're a complete stranger who is willing to put out <laughs> this great energy into the world. And I can tell, I can tell why you have been successful. I can tell why you are achieving the kind of success that you're achieving. Honestly, Ruby, is because of what you just mentioned. You're willing you don't see it as a bother, you know, someone wants, you know, is reaching out for some kind of help in this case, asking you for, you know, some time to share your story. You see it as, you know, how can I help? How can I be of service? You know, this person wants to hear what I have to say. And it's such a cool thing for someone to be willing to put out that kind of energy for someone to be willing to be of service in some way, shape or form, because it's not, you're not out there to see what you can get. It sounds like you're out there to see what you can give. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you put that kind of energy, that kind of joy out, I mean, the world can't help itself, but to give it back mm-hmm. to you. Yes. So, I mean, I definitely do appreciate your time and your willingness to say yes to a complete stranger's question of, you know, would you like to be on my <laughs> podcast? It's it's so great because you know what you have, you've experienced a lot. And that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. I mean, you're 32 years old, you mentioned, and to have already gone through the loss of someone that, you know, you were supposed to share your life with. I would love to to have you share a little bit more about that. You know, how were you able to keep going? You know, because that's that's hard at any age. And I can't, I mean, my mom lost my dad around the same time, you know, with an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-month-old. And I've always, always admired her strength and her courage to keep going in spite of such a loss, such a painful loss. So I just, I admire women no matter what, but I admire women that have gone through something that was supposed to tear them down. And yet it didn't because it takes a ton of courage, a ton of strength, a ton of faith. I think a ton of all of that kind of stuff and then some. So for you, that kind of a hurdle, how did you figure out how to overcome it? Because maybe whoever's listening hasn't lost a husband um, or gone through any a loss that compares to it, but you know they might experience other things that they feel are gonna tear them down and hold them back. But how did you figure out how to kind of get out of that and come out 
a different person and possibly even a better person. Yes. Um, well, like I, I mentioned, I lost my husband uh, to an accidental um, drug overdose. Um, okay. And, you know, this is something that I haven't spoken out too much about um, because it was not that he was a drug addict because he was not a drug addict. And I think many people thought that he, not many people thought that he was, but, you know, when you hear, oh, someone overdosed of a, um, someone overdosed, you automatically assume that they're a drug addict and he was not a drug addict. He was actually suffering from depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it was just, he was just taking some medication that he mixed, I think he mixed some, you know, opiate with some of his um, depression medication that caused his heart to stop, you know? So he went under cardiac arrest um, and that's how he passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, it was sudden. Um, It was tragic and it completely, you know, flipped my life around. Um, My little guy, my son, Maddox, he, he was a year and a half Oh, wow. Um, a year and a half. And Ari was three and a half years old. So, you know, I had my babies, I had to think of after, you know, I, I had to keep moving forward in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. having lost him, it, you know, it really gave me, I, I focused my attention on not what I lost, mm-hmm. but on, you know, life and how fragile life is. And, you know, this, I, I believe now this has become like my message to share with people. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, like we don't, we're not promised tomorrow, you yeah. know, and we could be completely healthy and happy. And, you know, we're still not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Um, and so, you know, having lost him so suddenly and tragically, it really, you know, helped me put more perspective on my life. And it's like, okay, I, what am I here for and what am I doing with my life and not taking every day for granted. And, you know, it it gave me the courage to do the things that we, we had planned and I'm still going to do them, you know, and I know he's still by my side and not in physical form anymore. Um, And, you know, going back again to my spiritual beliefs, you know, I believe that we don't die like our, our, our consciousness, our soul, it never dies. You know, mm-hmm. it, it keeps living because I believe we, we are eternal and it's just our body that, you know, is no longer um, living, but I feel his spirit and he, you know, I, I, I see signs everywhere when I connect with him and I know he still connects with me too. And, and I, I look for his messages and um, when I pray and meditate, I can, I can hear him. I really can. Mm-hmm. Like it's, <laughs> I know people are going to be like, what? You're crazy. But you know, <laughs> it's, and it, and it's always confirmed, you know? So mm-hmm. at first I th- I did think I was crazy. Really. I really did think I was like, what? I'm like, I'm just saying this in my, in my own head to make myself right. feel yeah. better. But no, you know, it's, I, I do feel him. And it's something that I know he would say because then it gets confirmed by someone else and, mm-hmm. or something else that's just, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And so I, not only am I living this life for myself, but I am also living this life for him. And, Mm. and I, I am still going to move forward and I'm still moving forward. And I've already accomplished many of the things that he and and I had, 
had dreamed of doing. And like, even like this year, I, I traveled to Colombia, I traveled to Australia by myself, have around, have around the world. Um, mm-hmm. I went to Paris, I went to Belgium. Um, I co-authored a book. Um, it's called Today's Inspired Latina, which is a huge Latina movement happening in, and it's international. Um, You know what? I did read that on social and I wanted to ask you to share a little bit more about that because being a Latina, I think, and I want to do, you know, you're going to be like the first of a few, I hope, Latina inspiring stories that I share on this podcast because being a Latina growing up, you know, differently because I feel like every culture has its own way of how we're raised and the different customs and the different, you know, ideas that we have, our parents had the way, you know, we're allowed to do this and not allowed to do that. So I did want you to share a little bit more about that specific, you know, I did see that you, I I thought it was uh, that you were in a book and so you co-authored it. How did that, how did you get started with that? Because that's, that's huge. I feel like, you know, for women to uplift other women, to empower, I feel like we're put in certain situations to uplift and empower others. So within our community of Latinas, I feel like it's such a huge deal, you know, for us to uplift and encourage and not try to tear each other down or compete against each other. I feel like we can complete each other instead of competing against each other. So um, if you can, after you finish sharing what you're sharing currently, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit more about that, too. Yes, definitely. Um, I you know, just going back with what I had mentioned already, I believe that whatever is in our hearts, you know, and we just take action, God is going to place the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. And everything I, I know happens organic, can happen organically and the way it's supposed to be. And so one of my good friends, Mariela Camacho, um, she introduced me to Jacqueline Camacho Reese, and she is the amazing, phenomenal, wonder woman, superwoman behind this whole <laughs> movement. And she really is, oh my gosh, she just embodies all the qualities of the woman that I want to become. And she's so inspiring and so uplifting. And I just love being around her because she just truly radiates love and joy. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's also has a beautiful story to share. Um, she had, she was diagnosed with um, cancer um, I think two, three times. So it's, oh, wow. you know, talk about like rocking your world. Right. right. And, <laughs> and she has an amazing, successful um, publishing company, a marketing company. She um, is the founder of the Fig Factor Foundation, which helps lat- young Latina women by giving them scholarships and, and the support to c- continue with their education. Mm. Um, she's also a pilotina. So she, she is a pilot and I mean, she's just, you know, just talking about her gives me like shivers all over, you know. Well, I can because tell why you say superwoman. Goodness. Yes, she is definitely <laughs> a superwoman. And she's just always willing to help as well and, and mm. to help elevate you and, and support you, you know, in any way that you, that she's able to, she's, she, you know, she's there. And so, um, you know, just. I'm so blessed to, to be in this community of inspiring women who just uplift and support each other. And um, I think, you know, definitely the world needs more of that. And yes. um, it's, you know, just having your, your heart in the, the right place. I, you know, it's, I honestly can say it can, it guarantees that you're going to, you know, attract um, the like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I'm just, 
so happy and, and blessed and grateful every day for for being a part of um, the Today's Inspire Latina global movement. And that's definitely have, has become part of my mission as well, you know, just to help elevate and empower other women and not just women, like anyone, you know, anyone I, I encounter down the street. And um, I am so grateful to still be here. And, you know, that's, you know, going back to uh, my husband, Derek, who passed away, you know, and, I, I just want to live my life to the fullest and I know he's by my side and he's always going to be there for me and for my kids um, and just really be grateful for, for today. And, and, you know, not, I try not to procrastinate. I'm not perfect. You know, I sound like, Oh my God, I'm amazing. But I have my days, <laughs> like I have my moments. I don't want to say days, really. I don't let things drag on for a full day. I have my moments mm-hmm. and then I check myself <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. And know. that's important. You know, that's important mm-hmm. to grow wiser in that specific topic or in that area of our lives to learn that, you know, when we're younger, it might have been months, it might have been weeks, days, but then it's like, you learn as you get older, as you mentioned, you don't have all this time to waste, to have a pity party for that length of time. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to have pity parties, but don't stay there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have them go through it yell scream do whatever you need to do but keep going move forward and don't get stuck there because i feel like that's what a lot of people do yes they get stuck and they stay there for way longer than they're supposed to exactly yeah so yes just you know my message you know would just be that don't take today for granted don't take your life for granted don't wait to do the things that are in your heart to do don't waste a minute of it don't be scared. You know what? Be scared. That's fine. You can be scared, but just keep moving through fear to the other side and, and have trust and have faith in God and a higher power. You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, you don't have to be a religious person or, but just trust, you know, trust yourself <laughs> that yeah. you can do it because you will be able to do it. And, and, you know, it, it's going to take time, you know, it's going to take time. And that's sometimes some things that you sometimes we may become impatient and, and be like, okay, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever we plant a seed, you know, we plant it, we can't see it yet, right? It's underneath mm-hmm. the soil. Um, it's going to rain, it's going to rain on us, we're going to have challenges, but we need those challenges. So, you know, um, those challenges are like rain to the soil it's it's watering us it's it's making us it's molding us it's it's helping us become who we're supposed to become Mm -hmm. and so then you know we start to see like little sprouts and that's you know gonna be not overnight it's gonna take some time but just have faith that it's you're gonna grow that you're gonna succeed and you will just don't give up just don't give up well, you answered my last question, young lady, because that was, I was going to ask you, what advice would you give anyone that, you know, who's listening, you know, who maybe wants to quit, who's maybe getting tired, who's getting frustrated, who's getting impatient, but in their hearts, they know that they want something more, that they're made for something more. And that was a perfect answer before I even asked it. So we are on the same, same brainwave. (laughs) Yes. Because you know what? You're right. It takes Mm -hmm. time. And I feel like people right nowadays, they just want everything yesterday. And we're not willing, you know, 
we're so focused on the end result that we forget to enjoy the journey and exactly. to grow through the journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's my main thing with, you know, because I've been, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now. And so I've been around for a little longer than a teenager. And <laughs> that's one of the things that I've learned along the way. It's like, you know, be patient, be willing to plant not only one seed, but lots of seed, be willing to water it, be willing to nurture it, you know, be willing to go through the journey and the process and enjoy the process because it is truly, in my opinion, what makes it all worthwhile you know once you get to the end result it's like oh it's great you know it's awesome it's exciting if you feel good but man the person that you became throughout the whole process that's what I feel is really what you know what it's all about exactly it's exactly it's you know don't focus so much on achieving the result but focus your attention and your love and just living it day by day enjoying the journey it's all in a journey you know mm-hmm. I, I I um I picture myself in my deathbed and just you know going through my life and and it's not and really it isn't about money right it, it isn't about money and but when we don't have money and that's what's gonna fuel us <laughs> to do things right it's just like okay I want to have this all this money but if you ask any successful you know rich person what what makes them happy they're not gonna say oh it's my money or my gucci belt and my gucci purse it's not that you know it's they're gonna tell you that it's what they've created what they have Mm -hmm. contributed to society yes right and and i think that that is something we should remember it's not the money you know, it's not the money. It's what the value that we create, the value that we give to people that really mm-hmm. matters at the end of the day. Wow, you're so right. You know, have you ever read that book called, I think it's called The Five Top Regrets of the Dying? Uh, no, I have not. Mm-mm. It's uh, when you said that, you know, you picked yourself on your deathbed and kind of looking back at your life. I, that's, I read that book or I listened to that book a while back because you know, one of the things that I don't want to do is get to that point in my life and wish I could have, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the wish I could have, would have, but didn't type of thing. And that was, you're right. None of those were, I wish I would have worked harder. I wish Mm -hmm. I would have spent less time with my family. I wish I would have, you know, replaced everything that mattered with what, what didn't matter. It's, you know, it was the fact that I wish I would have spent more time, you know, with the people I loved. I wish I would have worked as hard and focused on what really mattered in life. And yeah, you're right. It's definitely not money because at the end of the day, when you, when we're gone, we take none of it with us. Exactly. Yep. So, oh, I could talk to you for a much longer time, (laughs) but uh, we have to keep this to, to a certain amount of time. And I know that you're busy as one. I definitely don't want to take any more time um, away from you than I already have. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the fact that you were willing to talk to a complete stranger, open up your heart, you know, share your life, <laughs> share your story with us. I pray and hope that it inspires others to go out there. And you know what? Regardless of what they've experienced, to see the good in any of the bad that they've lived um, and and use that as fuel as you have to move forward. And I just want to tell you that your husband, I think you said his name is Derek, that Derek has to be watching down and just is so proud, so proud of you, so overjoyed of the fact that you didn't, you know, stay stuck 
in what could have been a very, very bad situation, very negative, ugly place that you chose to honor him in such a beautiful way by living your life and by show, you know, showing your and his children what life is really about. And it's about taking what life throws at you and moving forward and using it to become a better, bigger, more amazing person. So again, just thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you so much, Leslie, for having me on your show, your podcast. And I'm you know, grateful for women like you who, who you know, start their podcast because they want to share positivity. They want to share love. They want to share joy. And they want to inspire people to uh, live their dreams and, and follow through um, being perfectly imperfect because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful because in, no one's perfect, but we are perfectly imperfect. And that's all we need. It's already within us and inside us. And all we need to do is just open our hearts and share. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast. And also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.